0: to the movie quest podcast you join us on the second episode of our dusk season um if you've not listened to us before we are doing a mini season within a larger season based on the theme of dusk so films that relate to dusk in some way or form last week we spoke about ant's film which was uh, pitch black and this week we'll be speaking about my pick which is Blue Ruin. So before I introduce our co-host, I would just urge you, if you would like to get in touch with the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at the Quest or send us an email at podcast at themoviequest.com. You can send us anything you like. If you don't like the podcast, if you do like the podcast, if you want us to talk about a certain film... If you have any comments on anything that we've spoken about or if we've made a blooper, just let us know. Um, it'd be great to hear from you. And, um, yeah, we we have a website as well, Um So, yeah, it'd be great to hear from you. So I'm joined today by Ant and Aaron. Are you guys doing okay?
1: Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, I've uh, had a fairly... It's been an okay week been not too busy haven't really done too much in terms of uh other th- you know to terms of life things it's all been you know just been working really but uh, apart from that yeah i'm good how about you aaron
2: yep really good yeah uh it's just uh nice to be joined by my two friends to, to talk about um a film i was actually i was really excited about um about this week's podcast it's not that i don't always get excited i just you know i was excited to just, podcast tonight also just what johnny said about um contacting us if there's a specific host that you want to praise for being the best host (laughs) you know you can email in about that too um i'm i'm ready and willing to receive those emails so don't worry about it my name's aaron so if you didn't (laughs) know
0: he's got an award shelf which he'd like to fill with something
2: (laughs) yeah yes um, it's ready and waiting
0: maybe we should do like trophies for the winner of the season's Oh yeah, oh, yeah, but Ant
2: would be his; would just be filling up. <laughs> be like, bum, 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 bum.
1: Yeah, my 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 shelf would take it. it; might might start buckling.
0: Yeah, I think that'd be a quite nice uh, zoom background to have all your little trophies, <laughs> you and, and then the losers like yeah. got a dusty, awaiting shelf. But uh, hey, have you been um, watching much this week,
1: guys? I I've actually not been watching too much. I'll be honest. I've. Uh, so yeah, basically, I've been watching The Wire. <laughs> yes. I've been still watching that. don't have to go can into too I... much detail, but I'm out now on season three of The Wire.
2: Oh, uh, uh, what? And wow. Okay, right. Sorry. Listen, you're just going to have to get used to me getting these weekly updates on like where Ant is on The Wire. Right. So you watch season two, right? Can I just have your thoughts on season two? Because
1: Yeah. So se- season two is an interesting one. It's, isn't it it's like isn't it interesting it's like um i'm trying to think how how can you even frame this it's almost like uh when when you watch a you know watch like a, a tv show or whatever and then they go yeah they have the, the spin-off movie where they go to like benedorm or something yeah like, yeah, yeah. it feels yeah. like that basically like season two is all centered around the, it's not really any, not much to do with the drug campaign in the streets yeah. of baltimore that, that sort of background and you see, you see bits of that going through the season it's mostly about like union workers in in a in a dock and like them dealing with these greek uh sort of mafiosos, sort of guys who are paying them to steal steal these sort of what they called containers off of the ships yeah. and stuff and it's all it's it's about them trying to the 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 sort of I don't actually know what it's called now. It's like you got they create some sort of unit based off the se- off the first season's uh, yeah the yeah first of, the, of the wire and they they continue on and it but it takes a long time to get into it as well because basically doesn't it? it feels like season one the, it feels like from the outside I don't, I don't know if this is true but it feels like they basically built it and shot it in a way where if they didn't get picked up for a second season the, it would sort of be a nice sort of end to it yeah and then. Uh, for season two, they have to sort of spend the first four episodes. I'd say, sort of setting up what's going to happen and bringing them all back together, bringing the crew back together. And it makes sense because obviously, it it yeah, it's just trying, they're trying to make they're trying to make it work within their world and like the end with it, how the end of season one you know happened. It wouldn't make sense just just to continue on, but it is yeah. it is sort yeah. of like, come on, get going, get going. And there's a lot of characters who yeah. are just sort of. Not that likable and stuff. They're not great, are they? No, not great. But it was, it was alright. I didn't, I didn't hate it. It just didn't feel, it didn't live up to that expectation. It's, I mean, season one was definitely better. It didn't live up to that expectation that yeah. again I'd heard so much about. Uh, season three, I am almost done with it. I think I've got a few more episodes wow, left. Wow,
2: that's crazy. And, um,
1: and yeah, it's like that's gone more back to the streets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's again different in a lot of ways. Which it makes sense because the cats do redo the same thing every season, so the, the, yeah. the, it's a lot more political this season. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah, is interesting, yeah. and yeah. you're seeing different aspects of law enforcement yeah. and the and the criminal justice system as well. So it's so, and also technology has developed, so now
2: they're yeah. all using burner
1: phones and stuff, which is a different. Yeah, thing. yeah. Um,
2: yeah, it's cool. I'm enjoying it. So, I just want to give you some like context. So the whole idea. I think for the the main dude about, I can't remember his name, the main guy makes it like, basically he wanted, um, he wanted to get an overview of the whole of Baltimore. So like, he didn't just want to talk about like, you know, uh, East and West side and like, um, like just like the police and the sort of cop stuff. He wanted to sort of, get one of the viewers to sort of get, like, right, so this is, like, you know, the shipyard sort of closing and obviously coming to a point where, like, they're not making any money anymore and the jobs are, like, very scarce. Like, you wanted to sort of be, like, that was a really big thing for Baltimore and this is, like, what the Baltimore citizens were struggling with. And then they sort of, it just kind of tanked. So now they're sort of switching it up to sort of go for, like, when you say political, they're just sort of trying to see, like, an overview of the whole of Baltimore. Like they're trying to just get it all, like all parts. So like, you know, crime, police, uh, you know, um, political newspaper, everything. And sort of each season from here on in sort of has like a, a thing in it. I won't say what that there is, but there are all the characters are sort of together in it, yeah. but like there's definite stuff. So you're now starting to see like, like young people being involved. And yeah. That's there's, there's cool. a character
1: in there that I've recognized just because I've heard about her in the past. Um, and she, I think she's the girl who's actually a proper gangster in real life. Yes, sir. Um, and you can almost just tell the way she carries herself. And talk. She's not, a, I've only seen her a few times in it, so it's not like she's been going for ages or anything, so I haven't yeah. seen much of her. But um, you can sort of just tell that she does no messing around with her and she's pretty legit and stuff. But she, it's interesting. I'm enjoying it. It's not, I don't know, I don't think it's anywhere near my top shows of all time yet. I don't know if it gets better, but, um, but it, um, just but it is, it. it is a good, fun, very, very enjoy, like very like easy to watch sort of show. And it's also, it's not necessarily, this is going to sound really tackled, just to people. It's not one of those shows that you have to like watch super carefully every moment or whatever. You can kind of just sort of, yeah, cause it's mostly I about think, the I chatting agree. and talking and I agree you I get agree. to know the characters. So you don't need anyway, So yeah, I'm, I'm watching a lot of it. Uh, and that's pretty much all I'm watching. Apart from, one more thing, w- I don't know if I've mentioned this in the podcast, my wife is currently pregnant um, and she's currently in a nesting phase, I think. Or what she's mentioned to me, where she's like enjoying to like, she's like focusing a lot on getting the house sorted and like, you know, getting stuff ready for when the baby comes and stuff. And um, and recently we've decided, okay, well, we're going to rewatch some Marie Kondo Oh, and cool. have A bit of a clear out, so we've been watching bits of that. I I've only seen a couple of episodes of it anyway, but if you want to have a good spring clean, get rid of some stuff, watch an episode of that, get you in the mood, and uh, you can feel a bit better about your lives for some of the people <laughs> when you watch some of the, how they have organised the the houses and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's uh, that's what, that's my really not not no films, which is terrible. I'm a, I'm a bad film podcaster, but no films this week.
0: When you were talking about the um Season of the Wire being like when pe- people do a one-off se- episode or season when they go to Benidorm for some reason. The first thing that came into my head was when Coronation Street went to Blackpool for an episode.
1: Oh wow! It's always like Fills and Horses when they went on holiday or whatever. or one yeah. of those oh the crazy spin-off great episodes. Time. Or like Great in between time. us, where they go to wherever they was.
2: Oh yeah, because one of the best I'd episodes be is when they go on a school trip, in it where they punch the fish. Well, yeah, well I'm, well, I'm is... not the
1: film, but yeah, 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 that's a good episode as well. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so <laughs> nice. it's a bit odd. I wasn't expecting it honestly, but it's cool that they've sort of trying different, seen, see, trying to mix it up a bit.
0: Aaron, yeah. have you been um, watching much?
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes, I have. I did something very cool this Sunday evening. Um, so, do you guys know who Oliver Arnold? I have spoken about him on the podcast before, but do you guys know who Oliver Arnold is? I'm
0: familiar with him. Yeah.
2: And no, is is it, did he, he okay. do
0: the uh, soundtrack to Broadchurch?
2: Yes, he did. So, Oliver Arnolds He doesn't like he he's a composer before then, but um, some cool person who obviously was a, like a showrunner for like. Broadchurch was like, you know what? Let's get Alfred Arnold in. Let's get him to do the soundtrack for the, um, uh, you know, a good TV program. So anyway, he's done that and he's done a few other soundtracks, but the soundtrack's banging, so you should go listen to it. And, like, he writes this, like, really sad music, but he's also, like, a really funny person. So, like, you go to his, like, when you go to a concert, like an Alfred Arnold's concert, um, you're, like, obviously, it it's very emotional and very, like, you know, you're very drawn in by, like, this really, Beautiful neoclassical music, but then like he'll just be talking about stuff and he'll be just chatting absolute crap, and it's really he's just quite a really funny person. So one time I went to a show, and like the first thing you do is when you walk into the concert hall, there's this huge like it's like sixty like a sixty inch TV, but it wasn't sixty inch TV; it was a sixty inch frame of his face, and he just like signed it, and like one of his fans could just like buy that, just a picture <laughs> of his face. Um, he's just like a class act. Anyway, he did a film uh with do you know who Vincent Moon is? Vincent Moon. No. Okay. So Vincent Moon uh does this he's he's very well known for doing this this famous musical series online called La Blogatech. Oh. So basically like a musician like Bonnevar or or you know, anyone. They've like he's done these works with like loads and loads of musicians. And he would basically yeah, he worked with the kooks, and he would get them to play in like live spaces. So there's a guy called Suffian Stevens that I like, and what he did is he took him to the top of this like building, like on top of this roof, and he got him to play banjo and play play a couple of songs. Like he's done some stuff with Bonavir, where they were walking through the streets of Paris, um, just like singing and whatever. so He's really famous for like. Is, is he
1: like the um, the James Corden of like sort of cool music? <laughs>
2: uh yeah i mean if james corden got all his like good moves from the because vincent moon's been around for like years and years and years because like, i was watching
0: stuff i remember downloading like some of his videos uh at college because i didn't have internet at home at the time so i downloaded yes. onto my like 128 megabyte pen drive take him home and like listen to them at home and watch the videos and be like this is cool <laughs> <laughs>
2: there is he's like he's like cool i mean he's very very like pretentious um so him and alfred arnold so al Arnolds released a um a a album um last year called some kind of Peace basically it's to do with you know the pandemic and like how it affected him and and how he's icelandic so like how it affected like iceland and things like that um and then him and Vincent moon started having a conversation, and then through that they decided to make a film. Um, that involved the music from some kind of piece. It's like a sort of improv dance live film about being like born again. So it's called like When We Are Born, um, and it's sort of deeply, it's deeply rooted in like Oliver Arnold's like history of being like when he was younger and stuff. So you have to sort of go with it because it's very concepty. Like you wouldn't you would, if you watched it and you didn't know what it was about, like you would have no clue because it's mostly just music and dance. Um, it's by sort of 30 minutes long. So um, I watched that like at gigs who so did like a live screening of it. And then afterwards, um, Edith Bowman, yes, Edith Bowman mm-hmm. did like a uh, sort of Q&A with them. So I watched that with Heather and it was amazing. It was incredible. Like, I don't know, cause I haven't, I missed live music so much. Like, it's like the one, one of the main things from the pandemic that like, uh, like, I like if you looked at my YouTube videos, like you would just see loads of, like, different live stuff because that's all I ever watch anymore. It's not true. I watch that other stuff, too, but um, that's, like, one of the things. And this was nice because I watched this film, and then you had this Q&A, and I felt, like, connected to it in a way that – because it wasn't just me that was watching it. It was, like, me, Heather, and, and, like, loads of people all over the, you know, Europe watching this thing together and then getting to, like, sort of see the artists, like, talk about it live, and it was just – really, really nice. Um, one of the things as well, like, the music was different in the film. And I was like, what? Like, there's no way that he just like, there's no way he could have just recorded this in the middle of like a field. Like, there's just no way the sound quality is too good. And then that, like when he was chatting, like he was like, oh, yeah, by the way, we did all the recordings for the music, like live on set. And I was just like, like that is insane. That sounds so cool. How did you get the sound quality? he's you're just a very talented human being um and like i think the film was just it hit me on a really emotional level like right at the end um, there's just sort of is like fancy
1: narrative at all or is it all pretty much like sort of artistic music video type stuff yeah
2: it's sort of mm, it's like a music video i would say kind of he does act in it like there's bits where he's walking through Reykjavik mm. um and he like acts he went to like improv classes but there's so no like learn. narrative
1: story or anything, really.
2: Not really. I mean, there's ju- it's basically just like a bunch of like cool visuals. Yeah, so yeah. like, there's one where he goes to like this sort of theater, and like he plays piano, and then there's like this sort of dance group or sort of dancing r- in the room. And then the other one is where like he starts off in like a house and goes out into a field, and then there's like him playing piano, and then there's like these people sort of doing like another improv dance. And then the third piece is like him in his studio, and it's just this girl. Um her name is Hannah Bjork, I think. Um and then he and her like dance together and it's like really powerful and really in, uh, emotional. Um and it was just great, like it was cool. It's one of the best things I've watched ever, I think. Just in terms of like I think it came at the right time. I really needed like something like this. I really like Oliver Arnold's think he's one of the best composers period um, and it was nice to sort of feel connected to this in a way where I was like connected to other people like I haven't been because that's one of the best things about gigs isn't it like or going to the cinema with your friends or just with like when you everyone's laughing in the cinema like it's like a, you know everyone's together in it or if you're sad or whatever I just miss that sort of Mm. connectivity, and this film gives me that. And it's not just that; it's just like a really good, good film. Um, He does loads of visual stuff. You should go check him out. Sorry to have blabbed on about Oliver Arnold, but he is a class dude, and the movie is good. How can we watch it? um <laughs> it's not released yet so i assume he's going to release it uh, like with most of the stuff that he does like he he did like a series called uh island songs where he just hopped around um iceland and just like met loads of different musicians and people and just made a like a sort of like a blogger tech thing with them where he did like live music with them He's
0: done some stuff
1: um, with uh, yeah so yeah 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 so it'll be um, on YouTube or something, or would it be...
2: Yeah, probably. I hope it'll be on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but it's called When We Are Born.
0: <sighs> well, going from one watch-along experience to another, I watched something with one of our previous hosts or guest hosts on the show, Mr. Phil Dells.
1: With Lewis? I knew, I knew you were going <laughs> to say <laughs> Phil. Well, what did you watch <laughs> with Lewis? <laughs>
2: um... <laughs> One of his many famous streams. Um,
0: so what What did... Phil Phil? Phil came and did a, an episode when I wasn't around. It was inside Lewin Davis, I think.
1: Yes, inside Lewin Yeah, yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's one of those. Good episode, that. Go back and watch it. Uh, listen yeah, to it.
2: Yeah, and good. also a great film, despite what Ant feels about it.
1: Uh, Phil, who's done an episode
0: with us in the past, um, is a friend of mine, and we... Uh, watched a film called The Way, Way Back, um, which is on Disney Star. uh, And because Disney has such a good kind of friend-sharing, watching system, uh, it's good to have that kind of social aspect to to watching a film together. Yeah. Phil does a... He's got a YouTube channel where he uh, reviews old football shirts and... uh, He's just got enough subscribers to to get money ties, which is quite big for him. So go check out Phil's Corner if you are interested in old football shirts. But anyway, back to the film. So The Way Way Back came out in 2013, and it is basically a film about a boy who is in a pretty awkward situation. It starts with him in the car with his mum's new boyfriend, who's played by Steve Carell, asking him, out of a 10, what would you rate yourself as a person? And this, this boy, he said, I don't know, like, I think I'm a six. And Steve Carell's character says, no, I think you're a three. And that's how, that's the tone of the start of the film. But it mm-hmm. basically evolves into kind of a coming-of-age drama, uh, where yeah. he sort of finds his foot in and his friends and kind of breaks away from his family um it's quite dark for yeah, what i would yeah. call a comedy um which has some you know great moments from a lot of uh, good actors in it and yeah probably not the best choice of film for a f- saturday night kind of watch along but it's still like although it deals with some quite dark stuff like I found it quite enjoyable to watch. Um, it seemed to deal with those things with grace and a certain amount of reality. Um, yeah. But also the comedic elements of it are really
2: good as well. I think Sam Rockwell does like a really great job, doesn't he? Yeah, like Sam, Sam he definitely always like kind of takes off the corners is, of, of the yeah, film. Yeah, um, his character's great. I think, like, when I first watched it, like I'd obviously watched The Office, and like Steve Carell in my brain was like, oh, and, a, and Dan in real life as well, like which is like a sort of yeah, he's dark per- comedy.
0: permanently Michael Scott, and then when you see him in this role, he's just like, what? Yeah. On earth? Nah, like, he's, yeah,
1: he's, he's he's I think to me, after seeing Foxcatcher, I think he's got so much you can do so much big, more than Michael Scott Big Locker yeah. Big
2: Locker right Big Locker yeah. also you've got, yeah, you got yeah, Toni
1: yeah. Collette in this as well is, that, is she the yeah. mom? I've, I haven't seen this film yeah. but I know I mean I rate her as an actress she's amazing yeah, she's great yeah.
2: is it, and you should watch it like like it's good I think it's a really good coming of age film there's these two um,
1: films there's this one and The Kings of Summer that I always get mixed up um, yeah. for some really? reason. they're very different yeah um, it just, I don't know just like for some reason I feel like they came out around the same time and it just I yep. always get them, like, confused. They're, they're both sort of
0: two coming-of-age films. Um, one has a great scene with a snake bite, which is absolutely yeah. awesome, um, whereas this is just general kind of goodness all the way through. Uh, it's directed by Jim Rash and Nat Faxton, who have both been on Community, and they have done, like, loads of voice acting for American Dad and The Cleveland Show and hundreds of other animations by the looks of it. I think they've done some stuff on Rick and Morty as well. Um but this is kind of uh, one of their only joint directing um mm, that's good. things. So it's good. Yeah, definitely check it out. There's loads of really good stuff that, that's been added to this Disney star element.
1: Stars, yeah. I had a look at it. There was there was like some good films on there and then a lot of sort of fluff as well. It's kinda of, sort of weird because when you're watching Disney Plus, you're used to seeing just like super premium. Quality t- content, really, because it's like Disney usually make pretty good stuff. But um, I think like there's like a, it's like some really nice stuff, and then there's like films like Independence Day Resurgence, <laughs> is a se- you know, the remake or sequel. Or whatever. And just like, Filler. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't lead with that, um, but no. yeah, it's it's cool. It was it.
0: I think that Watch. they um, they don't want to release everything because otherwise people will just get it for a season and then they'll just get rid of it. And mm-hmm. they need to like constantly be releasing stuff, and mm-hmm. I don't think Disney is releasing things the same rate for their streaming platform that Amazon and, and Netflix currently are. Nah, nah. Um, um, especially in the kind of more adulty realm that's away from the cartoons and stuff.
2: Watch what if 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 you are struggling for things to watch, watch Atlanta because it's pretty great. Um, I haven't watched. I think it did season I think there's 3 seasons I only watched like season 1 and 2 um but I think it's phenomenal it's a very Paper very good boy. TV program yeah yeah paperboy yeah
0: season one's good so <laughs> I haven't seen season 2 but I
2: definitely want to watch it cool
0: well I think that wraps up the what have we've been watching which sounded like there wasn't going to be a lot but it's turned out to be a fair amount um <laughs> so yeah uh now we're going to go on to our main feature i guess which will be blue ruin so this is um this has been chosen to be part of our dusk season and you might ask why have i chosen
2: this film yes yes i wanted to ask that straight away <laughs> That this isn't like a like this isn't like a it doesn't feel like a dusk film so we need to choose a different yeah. one this is just a I am very interested to see why this makes you think of dusk yes
0: well I, I guess I I guess I need to get into the story but I thought there was a lot more dusk in it than this film actually had
1: well can I just say that the movie poster is. Is set at like a sunset or sunrise or whatever. Yeah. But the scene on the on the scene from that poster is set just in a, just in the broad daylight. So obviously they're taking a bit of a, a bit of artistic license there with the, with the poster, which is you know fine. I think so that's, maybe maybe that that's what's uh, influenced you a bit there.
0: Yeah, that I think that that movie poster has kind of emblazoned the dusk image in my head, and that's why I thought. Dusk Films Blue Ring straight off. That's hundred percent Dusk Film because it's got it in the front cover.
2: <laughs> yeah, not a great yeah. deal in the rest of the film. I mean, there are a couple of well, scenes uh, shot at the sunset, first but the first, the first scene, the first scene is like I'm sure it's a sunset or a sunrise. One when of the you two. When you definitely one <laughs> of them. Definitely one of It's definitely in the morning or in the evening somewhere. And so you know. <laughs>
1: <it is laughs> Dusk is to just clarify. Dusk is sunset, isn't it? Yeah, sunset. Yeah, 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 sunset. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But I think we're being a bit. You know, you can be as loose
1: as you yeah, want. Yeah. So I mean, you could say it's like the you know the, the dusk of the character's life. You know, I mean, you could you could talk about that. You know what I mean? Like you could interweave that into it. I I think it I think it works. It has that the tone of it and the the vibe. Yeah, I agree.
2: Has that sort of feel? Yeah,
0: definitely a dusk, dusky tone. But
2: like does the film like obviously we'll get this at the end but does the film meet the brief of dusk and that yeah and I'm, I'm with you on that i think after upon upon reflection it feels right to say that it's a dusk-esque film i would if, if we had this good.
0: one and the sound of music in the same race i would say this is a more dusky film than <laughs> sound of music although i can yeah. remember a few shots uh, oh, and <laughs> dusk in the sound of music, but <laughs> I feel like this has got Whatever. more
1: dusk in it. But anyway, it's not about it's not about the, the duskest film, is it? It's not about that. It's a, just it's just like it's just a vibe to talk about different films. Yeah.
2: So
0: it's got dusk vibe. So Blue Rain, if you've not seen it, it's on Netflix. Uh, came out in 2013. It's just a smidge over an hour and a half long, and it's 15 rated film. He um, had a pretty small budget of uh, $420,000 and is directed by Jeremy soon who has had a past working as a cinematographer, director, writer, producer. He's even done special effects, casting, and makeup um, in his IMDb credits. So he's kind of had his fingers in lots of pots. But I think his main talent aside of directing is as a cinematographer and um i think this film kind of shows off some of his full of it talents of for it, that yeah. um it's kind of set and shot quite nicely he's directed green room before and he's also directed an episode of true detective season three um done with misha ali i think that's what he's name is quite a lot happens within the first seven minutes so basically yeah there's this guy who's sneaking into people's houses he's like using their facilities while they're away to you know have a bath and he's stealing food out of dustbins and just kind of drifting through life and he's like when he's not like sleeping in other people's houses He sleeps in his car, which is kind of a bit of a wreck off the side of the road somewhere. And then one morning, this police officer knocks on his window and asks for him to come into the police station. Nothing, you know, nothing that he's done wrong, but asked him to go into the police station. And then when she gets him there, she says that the person who's killed your mum and dad is about to be released from prison. And that's when the film shifts into gear and Dwight who's played by Macon Blair who is this drifter who's drifting through life kind of almost wakes up from this kind of raggabond this, this life yeah. and um yeah. sets out to revenge his his parents death and can,
1: can, I, can I can I just make one point oh, sorry uh I think it's fairly important though like so this film the first part the first at least the first quarter the first third maybe the first half it's like a puzzle and you're trying to figure out what has gone on in the past so she doesn't actually mention that he's killed it, that the nope. the, the murderer of you of your parents just he just says this guy's been released and then you sort of like for me watching it not knowing and this is the first time I've watched it I was just whole First half, first half of the film, I was trying to piece together what had happened and why he was bothered about this person release. released. Obviously, he's done something to him. Maybe it was, it was he killed his wife or whatever. I was trying to figure out all that, you know, as as it's going on. So it sort of keeps you in the dark quite a lot all the way through the film, which is quite. Uh, I think it's fairly important because it it's one of the. I don't know. I don't know what these films. I don't know what these films are called or if they've got a name or there probably is some sort of film you know, study name for it, but it's like the puzzle piece films where you're trying to figure out what's going on and you, it's like you're trying to put things together and that's part of the film is you, like, try to look out for any sort of clues that are going to give you an indication of what's going on in the past and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's very little dialogue
0: um, for the first probably third of the film and even, even in the last sort of two-thirds of it, there's not a great deal. A lot of it is... Mm. Uh, Macon Blair who um this who plays this Dwight character is kind of just a lot of the way that the film is told is through his little actions and the detail of mm-hmm. him trying to um come up with uh, a sort of plan to revenge his his uh, parents um
2: so yeah can i just make a comment on that yeah go just dead quick um i think that's one of the things that the film does really well is it feels quite true to the whole i don't have a clue what i'm doing and it feels like he's really making it up on the spot as things go you know each so the film for me is in sort of four acts and in each act he's presented with a scenario that he has to deal with so like the first one is like the murder and it's like you can tell, like, this dude has no... He has an agenda, obviously, but he has no idea. And I think that was one of the things that really stuck out to me. It was like... I mean, I, again, I don't know because I've never been in that scenario. But, like, if some random dude was, you know, trying to, you know, make his way through, you know, mass killing or whatever, like, whatever it is, revenge or whatever... Just feels very like oh I have no idea what's going on. Whereas the comparison would be like Old Boy, which is another sort of vengeance esque film, where like the character, the main character, is very well thought and knows exactly what to do. Yeah, it's like it's, it's almost
1: of... like the t- it's like it's like the the reality of everyday person wanting to get revenge <laughs> yeah. on who's who's Absolutely. who's in pain, who's struggling with life, who's like grieving, and you don't know. It's how, you're trying to figure out again. How long ago was this? Was this a couple of years ago? Was this many years ago? Uh, but you've seen that contrast between someone like that, who doesn't—it's just a normal everyday guy who doesn't know how to use weapons, doesn't know how to fight or anything—versus uh, someone like I don't know Liam Neeson or some sort of action <laughs> person who's just like he's got a set of you know set of skills in and he's gonna, yeah, and you're sort of like get as a daughter. viewer, you're sort of um, obviously like you, you want to. You, with those films, it's about enjoying being, sort of watching this this guy go through the motions of killing, you know, getting his revenge or whatever, and it's sort of nice, it's sort of enjoyable to see the power that they have or whatever, whereas this, it's just a constant, it's constant struggle and a constant, like, uh, there's like a, I guess, like, the sort of tension of What's he? How is he gonna figure out how to get past this you know, this next obstacle or whatever? Like yeah. the, the whole scene where because he, he goes to his sister's house, and you know she clears off because he's worried obviously about the kids, and that whole scene where the two brothers of the of the guy he killed have come to you know try they've figured out where, he, where his sister lives because the car, the the blue ruin of the of no, the car, um, is. He's registered to that address, so then he's like, it's this whole like really interesting uh, action sequence, but it's like a, it's very like, it's not normal, but it's very just like, it's like it's almost as if I can imagine Johnny, you or Aaron or one of you guys. Like being in a situation and it playing out like this, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you if you lived in a country with guns and stuff. I was sort of but picturing
0: um, like one of us, this could be one of us, because he, ca- he kind of looked like he'd come from sort of an email, yeah, metal of kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, past yeah, Sort of thing. I was like, gosh, that could be one of our college mates or something. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, right. well, I mean, they, but the, like when you meet his one of his mates from his past, like he's like in a metal, or works in a metal bar and like has strong ties with like. You, um, that kind of scene. Did you so. recognize
1: that actor, by the way? So that's Ben Gaffney, the character. Do you recognize the actor at all?
2: I do. I I do, but I uh, I again because this is the second time I've watched this. Like I was like watching it, thinking like, is it this that I've seen him in? But
1: so I, he he's what? Buzz from Home Alone.
2: Oh uh, yeah. Oh, also that's the comparison I wanted to make. It felt like <laughs> when an adult does Home Alone yeah, and bit, like yeah. has no clue what they're doing yeah. um, when he when he the set that dressing up. His he also,
1: guys. about him blur and the other, I don't know, I've not really seen, I don't think I've ever seen him in much else. In this film, he had a very youthful, boyish look yeah. to him as well. Yeah, which also, yeah. like, it it's, worked. You know, the stuff he was doing wasn't particularly like, you know, he had, he had some balls on didn't he? Like, the stuff he was doing, uh, and he was just, obviously, his pure mindset was all focused on revenge and, um, mm. but yeah, he definitely had a boyish look to him, which it sort of adds to the, to the vibe of the character. He's um he's best friends with the
0: director, and he's been in green room and I wanted to yeah yeah like in all the films, films that he's, yeah
2: uh, he's been in um, also because his last name's like Blair right the two composers are also their last name is Blair and I spent a huge chunk of my time like in the past sort of twenty four hours trying to Google to see whether all three of them were related they are not all related but <laughs> oh, I was like it's it's got a bit of a coincidence right yeah. they're both like all three of them are so. Um, the soundtrack is quite good. Yeah, as well. It works. It works. Like the soundtrack for me is not noticeable,
0: but not in a no- not noticeable way where you just like I don't like it. It's like it kind of builds a scene, but it's not kind of too in your face. It's just kind of nice and just fits subtly and not
2: overpowering. Um, I have like a question. How did you find that uh arrow self surgery scene? I was Second time round, I was still like
1: ooh, d- ooh. didn't really bother me too much, honestly. What? Oh, like, was, like, <laughs> I was kinda more annoyed that he like used the the car door as like a wedge and then he was like <laughs> Yeah weird. I was just sort of thinking there must be a better way of doing this. He's just a um, helpless
0: character though. Like he doesn't yeah, know what he's yeah. doing and yeah. he's like definitely in yeah. over his head.
2: He's making up as he goes along. Yeah.
1: So so did you notice the obviously, the car is the, is the is the title of the film, Blue Rune. Blue yeah, Rearing. yeah. Did you notice that had the gunshot holes in it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I'd, so I was reading it, but it didn't really click to me was watching the film, but I read, read about it afterwards, and people were saying, "Oh, well, I read uh, apparently an interview with, with the director. He was saying that that car is the car his parents got shot in.
2: Oh, and yeah, because like, they said they said that yeah
1: he was, yeah he said it was a drive uh yeah he they, they mentioned about the wife getting killed as well um which i thought was like a really nice it's just all tied it all together like he's like live wants to live that close to his parents and he's reminded every day about you know what happened to them and stuff it's like a really good sort of visual sto- way of uh telling the story uh, but not hitting your overhead head with it um yeah i really have quite yeah i mean the whole like, thing you're saying about the budget johnny being quite small it it doesn't necessarily fit I mean it it you can tell it's an indie film or whatever, mm. or it's a smaller film. But it didn't ever really feel like they were pulling punches too much. It didn't feel like I don't know, it felt um like it fitted the film perfectly. I don't know yep. if it'd be a better way of telling it, you know, with bigger budget or whatever. It felt like uh, it was perfect for the um for this film.
0: The director, instead of renting a camera which most most um films um, he bought a Canon C300 There, no, it's like a 10, right, okay. ten grand camera um, because a lot of the higher companies with the, the cameras wouldn't let them film in certain locations and right. he wanted to like have full kind of say over it um, so a like decent it. amount of his
1: it looks gorgeous, it looked beautiful yeah, shot yeah, you yeah, could yeah. never tell, yeah. I don't think that it wasn't shot uh, not a, not I a, think
2: like, I think the way that it shot lends itself to like yeah you, it does feel like an indie film but it's like high tier like this person knows what they're doing you know like you when know, you watch like Ghost as well like because is. I had a, a very I
1: had a Ghost vibes at the start of this film something like the slow just the slowness of it at the start felt very sorry sorry not go I'm thinking uh, Ghost Story sorry yeah Ghost Story yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. has a similar vibe although that although this has obviously. This is more of a Johnny because it had some actual action in it. Johnny's always the same. Oh,
2: yeah. I mean isn't it basically like this is like your average Joe's guide to you were never really here. So you never you were never really here is like if you're like yeah. an ex military mm-hmm. man and then this is like if Aaron was like <laughs> what's wrong yeah. with that?
1: if Aaron was yeah. just really had a really bad day bad day. Yeah. Uh, it almost had some falling down vibes as well, because again in Falling yeah. Down, the main character in that, he's not He's not like an ex military person no. or whatever, I don't think. Didn't he doesn't have his attitude sort of... though. Like this guy's kinda of No, like, no,
0: he's no. It's kinda of like your quiet guy who would but he's like hell bent on it like his he knows yeah. what he But the
1: whole way through he's what he's wanting to give them a a re- he's wanting to give them a reason for him to not carry on and for him to stop or whatever. He keeps on saying he wants. he wants to leave it but they don't want to keep pushing him or whatever, pretty much. Mm. I don't know if you want to, do you want to go, do we want to explain, just in case people haven't watched it in ages or whatever and have listened to this, just to check very quick what happens? Or do you, um,
0: we... it's, Well, it's a revenge film. Um, yeah. And I think that kind of, like, ties quite a
1: lot of it up. Um, but it's, it's, it's a revenge against, it, it, it was a revenge against, single character but then it turns into the whole family doesn't it basically yeah yeah yeah,
0: so like he
1: finds himself
0: a bit over his head with um you know if it's like if you take out one member of the mob you then have the rest of the mob (laughs) coming after you (laughs) sort of thing so like his kind of thought and the way it goes is that he needs to basically kill this whole family um but he doesn't want to. That's the thing, isn't it? He just really doesn't, doesn't want to. He doesn't want to, and it's not for his safety. It's for the safety of his sister yeah. uh, and her children. Um, so he's kind of doing it out of um, out of uh, loyalty to her. And I don't think he really realised that at the start. Like I think that's something that dawned on him when he w- he went to meet his sister. And, yeah, and yeah. Sh- she was a sort of saying they're not going to stop; they're going to just keep coming. Um, so, uh, yeah.
2: How did you find the twist? And uh,
1: which one? The one of well, the the, w-
2: this, 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 the kid. Well, there's okay. There's two. Yeah, there's the kid, but like the fact that it like wasn't. Oh, uh, wasn't him. <laughs>
1: um, I wasn't that like blown away by it because it, really, yeah, because they don't spend a lot of time if it was a tv series or something, where you spent like episodes and episodes and episodes building it up but like it's within the first 15 20 minutes that he goes and kills the guy and it yeah, and there's not yeah. enough build up for it to be a big enough twist it, it is like oh okay oh yeah that's Justin. and obviously he lays the groundwork because the the guy the kid yeah the kid says yeah he, he wasn't Oh, him. I don't think it, yeah, it was yeah, him or yeah. whatever yeah 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 but um i think the yeah, the twist at the end it's more it was more like, ooh, okay, the which s- was the Stepbrother. brother, the yeah, the kid being that being, it was a it was the, well, it's hard to explain. It was the main character's dad, because the main the whole reason why this happened was the main character's dad had an affair with the this this uh, the mother of this family or whatever, and then that's why the dad of that other family killed his dad. Um, so yeah, there's, there was a but then there was a yeah, he found out that one of the kids was his brother. Which was uh, kind of interesting, I suppose. Although it felt like it was sort of just thrown in a little bit, but I, th- yeah, it's, I it's think it like t-
0: ties in because like he was in the limo at the start. Yeah. He didn't want to go into the bar and welcome this guy back. He was just wanting to play on his Game Boy, or whatever he was doing. So yeah, I think yeah. um, I think Dwight could sort of see himself in this in this I character see, yeah. a little yeah. bit and didn't want to take the full.
2: And then there's the symbolism with. Dwight passing the keys to the kid and then the kid go in and it's like, does it start again because he's he's now got the car?
1: Mm. Yeah, like, yeah.
2: Sort of like ties it all in right mm. at the end, which is kind of nice. Um cool. So
0: Well, I think that kind of ties up Blue Ray in some way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like what would you like would you recommend it would to I recommend people? It? Like um um
2: uh, well i mean you recommended it to me yeah <laughs> i
0: think like if you like action thriller mystery films and you don't mind a little bit of explicit gore then yeah by all means i wouldn't say a little bit it's quite a bit
2: <laughs> it's crazy as the 15 it's crazy that's yeah. that
1: first scene with the first murder i was shocked at yeah. how that went down it felt very very um yeah. <laughs> realistic and it was the cut on his hand which got me oh I yeah was, like, so it was yeah. Proper gushing with blood oh <laughs> yeah a lot of blood in this film I mean yeah I I would recommend it I think I'm curious now to watch Green Room I'm gonna watch that it's got Patrick Stewart in it which is like ooh okay that's yeah supposed it's
2: supposed to be better not that I'm saying Blue Room is bad I just I'm saying yeah. that Green Room I, I have seen Green Room lot, and lot I think
0: I think the story's a little say, bit more kind of there's more going on in it but I would more s-
1: traditional.
2: Uh, it's about. It's about, it about
0: a blind man than a heist. No, it's about um like a uh, punk band. Well, the the um sorry for it. Punk band is forced to fight for survival after witnessing a murder at a neo-Nazi skinhead bar. Oh, right, okay. Um, no, that's fair enough. enough. Wait, so Patrick
2: Stewart
1: is, is? I wonder if Patrick Stewart is the neo-Nazi or not. Hmm. I'll have to know, watch.
2: Really. I'll have to watch it. Um what I would say is the first time I watched this, I didn't really vibe off it too much. Like I wasn't the biggest fan um, of the like sort of long stretches of nothing. Um, Even though they were very pretty, um, it just didn't really grasp me. But I think I watched it really, really late last night with my headphones on. I don't know. It was better then. It was better. Like I enjoyed it more. Like I think it, it took it from, like, uh, I was, you know, first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is, like, a 5 out of 10. Whereas I think it's more of, like, a 7 or 8 out of 10, I guess, now. Like, because I just think the thing that got me was how real it felt. And also, like, as you said, like, the budget, I knew just wouldn't have been that big. And, like, what they did with barely anything was pretty good.
1: I am I, I surprised that because I've seen, read some reviews as well, people complaining about how slow it was and stuff. I wasn't, I didn't ever at any point felt like it was slow. No. Like watching it, it just had me hooked. And it was just, it was, to me, the pace was perfect. I wouldn't have, like, I do I really, I quite, I quite like slow films anyway. Um, yeah, me too. But it it didn't, it felt like, I mean, there's a lot of action in it. and I, I mean, I liked a Ghost Story, which is a very slow, very slow film. Um, I really enjoyed it. It, I, it felt almost like an indie version of John Wick or something. Like it just felt, <laughs> without all the you know, without all the, it more down to earth and stuff. But like it just felt, yeah. I I just was really into it, and it was really fun, a really fun watch. I wasn't expecting it to be about that. I had no clue going into it what it was about. No clue. So I was uh, I was really pleasantly surprised. I wouldn't say it's like you know, up there with best films of the year or anything for me, but. But it's still really uh, watch
2: um, yes yeah, good isn't it? good choice, good choice, Charlie. Good So choice. very dusty
0: <laughs> have we got any one star reviews for this film
2: yeah, absolutely, I was gonna say now that we've heard the good reviews, um should we hear like the, yeah, so this is our, our new f- our one. new
0: feature, which we're gonna be continuing on so and what have you got,
1: okay, this is from Billy you, one star review. If you literally have nothing to do other than constantly check your phone for the next one and a half hours, this is your movie. Horribly slow, uh, sorry, horribly slow plot. But my husband loved it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that's my the pet peeve of mine. I, don't, I can't stand it when people check their phones all the time watching a film. Ugh, it's just like put your phone down, watch the film. Ugh, yeah. I mean, I do that watching some
2: TV shows because they are terrible, but but for films, I'm,
1: I'm you know watch the film
2: um so mr na Etheridge um says don't waste your life (laughs) great great (laughs) cheers 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 mr na i will uh make sure that i don't watch that um i've got another one from rp tedious tiresome and very repetitive one feels no empathy with any of the characters. Difficult to understand the five-star reviews. How is
1: that? How do you feel empathy? I felt empathy <laughs> with every character in this in this, this thing. Even like the the <laughs> the, the, the family. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what Johnny? Have what, you got
0: what, at what point was it repetitive? It was an hour and a half film. <laughs> 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 like, Constantly like, moving to new
1: yeah.
2: killing each other over and over uh, again. Like... Seen it, been there, <laughs> done that. <laughs> right. Ian B.
1: There's an EMB at my work, I wonder if it's a singer. 20 minutes in, and all the lead character has said is, do you sell stamps? How are you supposed to engage with it <laughs> is beyond me. Put it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> do you sell stamps?
2: Oh, I've got, I've got. So this is uh, Mr. D of Birmingham. I uh, do not buy this film with money and one time. I find it to be poorly constructed uh, sorry, be a poorly constructed film consisting of difficult to understand dialogue at uh, most modern films now. I find it incredible that others rate this rubbish so highly. Yeah, another example of modern film where actors mumble and mutter, making me think I'm going deaf. Right <laughs> in the bin. Gosh. Oh no one in, in the bin.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Blue red. Maybe the, maybe you should get his ears checked. I thought it was fine. I was going to say, like, I I really find the dialogue... Because there's not a lot other than to concentrate on is the dialogue. I find it very easy to understand.
0: Yeah. No, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what some of those guys are,
2: are talking about. But where are we going to rate
0: it in the two films that we've got?
1: Wow. Well. Are we rating it based on dusk? On how dusky no. it is? No, oh. no, I'm, no, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm I joking. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, I, I'm gonna go straight away because obviously th- last week was my film. I'm putting it ahead of Pitch Black. It's a better film. I'm just yeah, I, I enjoyed it much more, much better made. Uh, yeah, just it's, it's a better film. That's all I'm gonna say. I agree. I agree.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna easy one. Gonna gonna agree to to that one as well. Um,
2: yeah. So yeah, oh currently I'm in the leaderboard. Woo! So Nice. Well done. Still got another what is it? Seven films <laughs> to go. Yeah, but Johnny, you so.
1: your next two films are gonna have to be ones you haven't seen yet. Yeah, so I well. have kind of played
0: that card early. Um and I played it on a film that wasn't as dusky as
2: I thought it was either. <laughs> so uh No no no, I think I think if it's the brief, I genuinely think if it's the brief, like I think it dusk in this film was more of a feeling because i mean also I with think. this film because it was
1: o- it was over the course of a couple of days and you sort of sat with the character mm. you see yeah. these night like and that day and night cycles go past it's like he's exhausted and tired and you sort of i don't know, I, I, I think it works i'll tell you what my when, plan b was what was your it plan follows,
0: b cause oh cuz i feel like that is
2: another very dusky film but let's not get into that if you would have chosen that, I would have found it very difficult. No, you got to Mate, before we before we close, we need to cuz some people might want to go listen and watch the film that we're going to watch next. Oh week. yeah, Aaron. What film are we doing next week? We're going to watch Barry Jenkins' Moonlight.
0: Oh, okay. I haven't seen this one yet. I've not seen that either.
2: This is
1: the um the Oscar mm. winner from Transylvania. Yes, not La
2: La yeah. Land. It's the one that had the uh the the moment where everyone was like, well, "Land one," and then they're like, "No, not Moonlight." Um, yeah, we're we gonna we talk about that next week. Uh, yeah, uh, Moonlight is the film. I've already seen it. I'm also doing what Johnny you playing your card early, did, but I'm playing it early because I really am in the mood to watch this film again because I haven't seen it since it came out because I went to see it in the cinema. So I'm very excited to watch this. Very good, okay. awesome. I'll be
0: I'll uh, be good. Well, thank you very much for everyone who's uh. Listen to us today and has listened to us before um again if you want to get in touch with us you can find us on instagram at the movie quest or email us at podcast at the dot com. uh thank you very much everyone for listening and we'll see you again soon thank you see you later